The things these streets have seen, like legends, half man, half machine, who head up north to go down in history. But here in the Ville, nothing comes for free. Because here, there's no should. These streets reveal what's really under the hood. If these streets could talk, they wouldn't. They'd roar. They've seen the unforgettable, and they just want more. NTI Townsville 500. Book now at Ticketek. Australian Muscle Car Magazine is one of the most respected voices in motoring media. There's been over 140 issues and thousands of stories published in the last 22 years. From the amazing muscle car machines of the past to the present and the stars that steered and built them, AMC has something for everyone. Delve into the heritage of homegrown high performance now at musclecarmag.com.au. A Motorsport Podcast Network production. Hey everybody, Aaron Noonan here. Great to have you with me. Repco Supercars Weekly. Normally we do this on a Thursday, but because of the news today, we're doing it on Friday. And it's great to have you with me with the latest goings on in the Repco Supercars Championship. And wow, it is a huge day of news. It is true, confirmed, correct. Walkinshaw and Dreddy United are moving to Ford for 2023. And we'll run a pair of Ford performance-backed Mustangs for Chas Mostert. And Nick Perkett. So it ends a long run with the team and General Motors and Holden in the Australian Touring Car Championship, the Supercars Championship, the Bathurst 1000. But it's not the first Walkinshaw Ford link because Tom ran Capri's in the British Touring Car Championship back in the 70s. But of course, in terms of um, the team and the family's racing involvement in Australia on Australian soil, it's always been with General Motors. Yes, Tom raced Jaguars and TWR's Volvo program came here in the Super Touring era. Uh, but in terms of the Holden Racing Team and Walkinshaw Racing and all of the associated entities over the years, Holden Special Vehicles, of course, as well, it's been with GM. So today is a huge bit of news in the supercars landscape. It's a huge switch. Uh, there was a teleconference for media today. Uh, here's some grabs from the conference to explain some of the who, what, when and how. We'll start with Walkinshaw and Dreddy United team principal Bruce Stewart, who talks about the reaction of the team's fans to this big change for next year. Firstly, we love our fans. They're super passionate. They love our team and they've enjoyed the successes along the way. So um, we, uh, we've set a direction going forwards in Gen 3. Until that, uh, the end of Holden, though, we'll, we'll be proudly representing Holden to the end of the year. And then we'll start Gen 3 with a new moniker, uh, partnering with Ford. We hope our fans can join us. We understand the fan passion. We sympathise um, with some of the fans and we, we hope most of them can see that we're they're still the same team values and family that um, we are, we have been all along and they can join us and we can continue this journey. It's going to be very interesting to see if the team loses followers, gains followers, an amazing dynamic over the next 12 months that to see where they're at in terms of their followers. Will Ford fans jump on board with them, which is really difficult given that they've been against them for so many years representing uh, the red side. Uh, will other teams... Uh, it's so interesting. I really don't know how this is going to work out. With Triple Eight, it was a straight swap from Ford to Holden. Um, but with this one, and they hadn't been a Ford team for very long in the grand scheme of things, whereas Walkinshaws have been on the other side for so long. The roots are so deep there, particularly in the hearts and minds of the fans that followed. And, and don't forget, too, when the Holden Racing Team branding and the factory support went from Walkinshaws across to Triple Eight, 
You know, the Walkinshaw fans, they stuck fat with this team and didn't leave to go to Triple Eight in terms of what we saw on socials and the feedback. They stuck fat with this team. So will this change mean that the fan base decides to move to another team because they just can't bear the thought of their team running with blue uh, badges on the front of their cars? Uh, Walkinshaw and Jerry United have been in the market for some time for another manufacturer. They've spoken to a fair few over the years. A couple of deals got close across the journey, and Ryan Walkinshaw spoke a little more about this on the teleconference from Miami, where he's uh, in town, where this weekend Formula One is racing for the inaugural Miami Grand Prix. And he spoke about how the team has been close previously to some deals with other manufacturers outside of GM and Ford. I think it's important to understand that, you know, we, we spoke to multiple teams and we actually got close to a couple of, uh, of, of, of agreements um, over the course of the last couple of years. But um, so there is interest there. And I think for the, for the sport, uh, Gen 3 opens up a lot of doors for new manufacturers to come in, um, hopefully in a more cost effective way, bringing down some of those, uh, those, those you know, barriers to entry that we've had previously. Um, there's a lot of great teams in supercars as well that would be surely um, you know, a, uh, a a good a good team for you know for a manufacturer to come in as a platform to build on, and um, you know at the moment, obviously for next year, we're only we're only aware of the fact that we've got uh, we've got GM with the Camaro and, and Ford with the Mustang. But um, you know, going through the process over the last couple of years of exploring through many different manufacturers what their interests could be, um, you know, I think there was genuine interest from a few, um, and uh, hopefully, if Gen Three is the success that we think it will be. Um, I think once there's you know, proof in the pudding, and there's products on the racetrack and, um, and people realize that, uh, that the products are great, the racing is good, and the sport has an exciting future, that that'll only compound the interest of the manufacturers that, uh, that you know, we spoke to. So hopefully you know, it won't be with us, um, and, and, and that's great because we've found a great new partnership with Ford, but um, you know, I really do hope that uh, some of the other brands that we spoke to or that other teams have spoken to will see that the opportunity really is there and the ability to add value to their uh, to their marketing and activation programs is, is is real, and supercars can play an important part in that. Walkinshaw and Ford, it's a combination that's still going to take a while to get our heads around. Of course, Chas Most at Nick Perkett will continue with their Commodore ZBs as per plan right through the rest of the year. Nothing changes there, but it is 2023 when WAU goes to Ford. So that changes the scale of the championship a little bit now. So if all of the Holden teams otherwise swap to Camaros next year, it'll be 14 Camaros up against 11 Mustangs. So probably the closest we've had the split between the brands on the field for probably quite some time, if ever, in the Supercars Championship, given that quite often there's been generally more Commodores than Falcons or or Mustangs as it's been in more recent times. So many interesting elements to come out of all this news. I'm so interested to hear what the fans think, particularly the Walkinshaw team fans, what they're feeling about their team. There'll be varied opinions and thoughts and feelings and emotions on that, I'm sure. Uh, No doubt we will hear from plenty of fans on social media in upcoming days and weeks. It's going to be an interesting time. Next weekend, Bathurst roars to life for the 12-hour, the GT race, where a range of supercar teams and drivers or well, supercar drivers will be in action. Handful of teams. Triple Eight, of course, running uh, a Mercedes up there. Shane Van Gisbergen, Nick Perkat, Chaz Mostert. Hearing a little whisper 
uh, that Cam Waters might end up in a drive there at the 12-hour next weekend as well. We'll keep an eye on that. Dave Reynolds, I'm hearing, is going to be there as well. So there's plenty of supercars drivers. Uh, Brock Feeney, of course, also part of the Triple Eight lineup. So there's, even though it's a small field of 20 cars, there's still some really top names and top-line drivers who are going to be involved in that one. So small field, yes. Plenty of quality lurking around as well. Plenty of also um, old supercars that are going to be in the combined sedan support event, which is effectively a sports sedan style of uh, of category. So looking forward to getting up there and seeing what's in the paddock for uh, that one over the course of the weekend. Toyota 86s are in action. Will Brown's having a run in that. He's in the 12-hour two with Jack Perkins. So there's plenty of familiar faces and names. Speaking of familiar faces and names, Neil Crompton is a familiar one to you all. He will be with me at the National Motor Racing Museum on Friday night next week of the 12-hour for another of our V8 Sleuth open nights. If you don't have your tickets, you can buy them right up until the night. They're available via the Eventbrite website, or if you want to do a bit of a Google or search through the V8 Sleuth website, you'll get to the link. Uh, we might put that, that link for those tickets in the show notes of Repco Supercars Weekly, so you can click through and get straight to it as well. Now, I mentioned Cam Waters as well. He is our guest next week on the 200th episode of the V8 Sleuth podcast powered by Repco. We talk sprint cars, supercars. Uh, Shannon Supercar Showdown, uh, Restos of Road Cars, all sorts of stuff. We also talk about uh, Wanneroo last weekend. There was plenty going on in the aftermath particularly, and Cam and Craig Baird have discussed uh, the scenario that unfolded on the weekend. They've had a chat on the phone this week. Uh, certainly, Cam uh, still feels a bit aggrieved of the penalty, but is certainly very supportive of Bairdo in his role. And a lot of supercar drivers, uh, Chas Mostert, Will Davis, and a bunch of them came out in support of him this week after some pretty horrible uh, social media stuff. Not just stuff you've seen publicly, but some of the direct stuff that was pretty invasive and, and quite frankly, um, disgusting and disgraceful. So that's why there's been such an emphasis this week. So great that Cam and Craig have had a chat. They disagree on how things are, but there's huge respect there either way. So uh, they're cool moving forward. I think that's great. Cam talks about that next week. Tune in on Wednesday for the V8 Sleuth podcast powered by Repco. This year, of course, marks the 100th anniversary of Repco. They're driven by passion. So are we. Visit them online. Go to the website. It's garage.repco.com.au. The Garage is your online digital destination of all things motorsport and automotive. Plenty of content, plenty of competitions, plenty of cool stuff to check out there. Now, on this day, May the 6th, if we wind back to 1990, and this is really ironic given the news of today, the Australian Touring Car Championship had round five at Lakeside in Queensland. Colin Bond won in the Caltech Sierra, Peter Brock second in the Mobile Sierra, so the two former Holden dealer team teammates won two in Sierras. Wynn Percy finished third for the Holden Racing Team in the VL Commodore. That was the team's first touring car championship podium finish. Isn't that ironic? On the day that the team announces it's moving to Ford is the day that back in 1990, it got its first silverware for a podium in the championship. Quite unbelievable how that all plans out and works out to be. Before I go to, we've had a great reaction this week. The sale that's been on through our bookshop and our online store has been fantastic. Up to 20% off a range of different items, books, prints, DVDs. It ends tonight, Friday evening, as I'm recording this. Uh, Jump in, get online, grab some bargains, bookshop.v8sleuth.com. 
www.fatherstudy.com.au. Uh, grab something early for Father's Day for Christmas or maybe just treat yourself. There's some cool stuff there in the store. Make sure you get among it now. Um, as I mentioned before, V8s with Pod next week. Cam Waters, sit-down interview on Wednesday. Tuesday is the Castrol Motorsport News podcast. Andrew Van Leeuwen and Stefan Bartholomeus will have all of the latest and greatest of goings-on in the sport, both here in Australia and overseas. And, of course, Repco Supercars Weekly. This program uh, usually pops up on a Thursday, Friday this week, given the big news that was coming today from Ford and Walkinshaw and Dreddy United. Hope you have a great weekend. If you're at the 12-hour next weekend, come and say day. I'm going to be up there looking forward to getting back to Mount Panorama. Check out the National Motor Racing Museum while you're there and come along to our open night with Neil Crompton and I on the Friday evening. In the meantime, though, have a great weekend. Good to chat to you. More Repco Supercars Weekly next week as part of the Motorsport Podcast Network. The things these streets have seen, like legends, half man, half machine, who head up north to go down in history. But here in the Ville, nothing comes for free. Because here, there's no should. These streets reveal what's really under the hood. If these streets could talk, they wouldn't. They'd roar. They've seen the unforgettable, and they just want more. NTI Townsville 500. Book now at Ticketek. Australian Muscle Car Magazine is one of the most respected voices in motoring media. There's been over 140 issues and thousands of stories published in the last 22 years. From the amazing muscle car machines of the past to the present and the stars that steered and built them, AMC has something for everyone. Delve into the heritage of homegrown high performance now at musclecarmag.com.au.